What's up? It is Friday morning, and with the none of your business podcast. Okay, I'm trying new intros. Um, let me know how that goes. Uh, I'm not sorry that I experimented with you, Kyle, on that one. So I hope you enjoyed because that one was kind of just for you. So anyways, it's Friday morning, guys. Um, I just want to thank you for you taking the time out of your day, um, the taking time out of your morning to get this going. Um, I hope you learn are inspired as much as I did from Mr. Nelson here. Um, I've known Kyle for many years, and just watching him grow and become the father, the businessman, the family man, the community man um, in our community here, one, I admire a lot about him and I respect the man. Um, and two, in this interview, I, I learned a lot about him that I didn't already know. Um, and that and that's really cool. Uh, Kyle is one-of-a-kind artist. Um, his shop has a total different approach of what I've seen in the tattoo industry. Um, <clears throat> and just the culture. Uh, it's really cool. I'm not going to spoil it because Kyle just has such a better way of describing it than I could ever. So stick around. I hope you guys enjoy uh, because this one, this one's fire. Okay, so I'm here with Kyle Wade Nelson. Kyle, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm Kyle Wade Nelson. What up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I own Dermworks Custom Tattoo in Helena, Montana. Um, I've been a tattoo artist for about nine years now. And I also own a, own a non-profit named Helena's Got Your Six, where we help veterans, service members, and first responders. We, we try and uh, give them outlets. Uh, and events to go to to help them with with their issues that they come back with from war um, issues that they see as a first responder those things are pretty intense and even just service members people that are active I mean they're still seeing that same shit so we're uh, we're definitely there for them as much as we can be and we put on some events for them but I'm primarily a tattoo artist yeah that's really cool so let's talk about how long it's got your six how long have you been doing that and like how did you get into that? Uh, Helena's got your six. I'm trying to think. It's been... It's been coming up on two years, I think, I started it. And I, it all started from an organization called Fish On. And that was with Shauna and Justin Morin. And they would take veteran service members and first responders out doing pike spear fishing. And if you don't know about pike spear fishing, it's probably the most savage, badass way of fishing. You cut a big fuck-off hole in the ice. It's about, you know, three feet wide by two feet. And that's like a small hole for the small ice shack. And then if you want to get the big ones in the big ice shack, you know, you're talking more like six feet okay. by two feet. You know, and that's a fucking beast of a hole. And uh, you basically got a trident in your hand. It's the spear. And you have a decoy down there and you kind of jig it and wait for pike to come up and slowly put the spear in the water and fucking huck it down at them. Fuck yeah. You spear them, you know, and it's just, it's savage, it's cool, it's a rush, it's bad as hell. 
And those are kinds of things that um, veterans can really get into when, when it comes to fishing. You know, anything outdoors with a lot of veterans is huge. And so that's kind of where I got started was with Fish On. Um, and I went to my first event and heard some of the stories and saw the camaraderie that happens with it. And you, you can't, you literally cannot explain what the camaraderie is like when you see them together. It, it's like, it's like you had a best friend from years ago and you haven't seen them in forever, but they've still been your best friend. When you meet them again and come with them again, it's right back to normal in a few mm. minutes, you know? Yeah. And that's how it is with these veterans and they open up to each other. And that's something that is not easy at all for any veteran. They don't just go and talk to a Joe Schmo or, Hey dude, check us out. This is what I did. Like, that's not shit that they're fucking proud of. Yeah. Number one, they're proud to serve our country. They're definitely not stoked about some of the shit that they see or that they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it haunts them for the rest of their life and it constantly will, you know, but, um, that's kind of where it all started. <clears throat> and, and that's what Helena's got your six does. Um, we do a, a lot of, um, different kinds of events and we got some really cool new ones coming up in the future. Cool. So, so would you say like the relationship between veteran to veteran, like, Say, you know, random guy walks in the room, he's retired, out of the army. Nobody knows that he's a veteran. And then once he, you know, tells someone that he's a veteran, that instant connection is there. With another veteran? Yeah. Or serviceman? Fuck yeah. Instantly. It happened today in my shop. That's cool. Happened today. They were talking about coins. In in the military, you get coins um, and you can pass them out and stuff like that. And a lot of people, there's kind of a game and, and you keep a coin in your pocket. Well, if you see another veteran at the bar, you can throw your coin down and whoever's coin is higher in a ranking system, in a sense, the other person buys them a drink. Okay. And so that's kind of one of the military games that they have and, and you can collect coins. And uh, the, um, the guy I was working on yesterday was in the military and he gave me a coin. And then my IT guy at my shop saw my coins, they started talking and boom, it was game over. They started talking about everything. Cool. It was, it was, and you, you literally almost can't stop the conversation. You can't even, sh I don't want to say shut them up, but you cannot like stop them because they're connecting on such a level that it's tough to try and pry that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that connection is real. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I would say once they find out they're veterans, I mean, or, in the service or whatever had something in co that in common is it's game over yeah it's seriously like that flip of a switch game over conversation started did were you in the army no no nope um i tried to, <laughs> i tried to get into every branch army navy marines national guard mm -hmm. uh and they no one would accept me because i I had committed a felony and I was on charges with that felony. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, shit, they, these guys can help get me out, you know what I mean, out of all this bullshit. And previous to that, I was in uh, Montana Youth Challenge, which is kind of like a juvenile boot campish place. Yeah, I went there when I was 17. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was class five in that. And back then, that shit was no joke. 
Um, I went and did a motivational speaking there for like two or three years ago. And now they can talk out of turn. They MTT, which is the motivational training team. When you get in trouble, they can fucking move around and walk. And it was nothing like that. When yeah. I was there. Yeah, they were I mean, pretty soft when I was there for class 24. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, this this was like a boot camp. I yeah. mean, you even look out of line. If you're marching in line and you look over and they catch you, you're getting smoked. That yeah. was the end of that. You're done. And it was it was pretty intense for me at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad I did it. But yeah, you know that that was my first experience into any kind of military anything. It wasn't military, but it was a military style of. Yeah. your day yeah you know yeah and so yeah they, i tried and yeah they, they weren't having that not one fucking bit yeah well it's super cool that like you even though you got denied like you're still putting in your hand and doing what you can for our community and you know for the people who served our country right that's, that's really cool that even though you didn't serve you know you're doing what you can to serve right that's that's awesome. Yeah. Like not a lot of people will go out of their way and try and help someone. It's a fact. So. There's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people that don't, man. And it's sad. I wish a lot more people did. But a lot of people were scared to do that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? To put themselves out there. Because a lot of time when you do put your out, yourself out there, your hand is going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And it, it has happened quite a bit. But if you... The thing is, you ain't got a testimony if you haven't been tested. Yeah. And that's part of your test, is yeah. to figure out what's right and what's wrong, how to do things better. And without fucking up, you're never going to know not to do that. And that's what that's what happens with anyone in life. I mean, you're going to fuck up. And you're going to learn from that. Well, at least I hope you do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's how I kind of take it. And that's, that's, what, that's called wisdom, yeah. you know? They say that knowledge plus experience equals wisdom, and a lot of people have heard that, and I'm sure there's some people that haven't, but that that is the real facts, you know. So, you know, it's um, it it, it feels great to help people and, and put put my hand in, but I I think a lot of it too came from uh, one of my best friends in the world. Um, he's actually a silver star recipient, two bronze stars. Um, one with Valor, also four Purple Hearts. I mean, oh, wow. the guy, yeah, see, this, this, is the, this is the thing. When I say four Purple Hearts, people get like, wow, that's a lot. But really, that is so low on a totem pole compared to a Bronze Star and a Silver Star. Oh, okay. So, so the way it goes is a Medal of Honor and then um, Distinguished Service Cross Silver Star. Okay. Those are the three highest awards you can get in all of the military. Purple Heart is like, like down here. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that okay. Silver Star is monumental. You okay. know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So it, that's him and it's, and the shit that, they, that he's had to see is crazy and the shit that I've seen him go through and almost feeling like I, I lost, I mean, there's two times on my hands that I, that I didn't know if he was ever coming back. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, and and that was some of the most shitty nights that I <clears throat> that I recall with him, and 
I, I mean, I still got the fucking post-it note from the first time, and that was power attorney to his girlfriend at the time, last will and testament, and life insurance. Those were the three things on that. That's death. Yeah. You don't think those three things right there say, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's exactly what the fuck that was. And that was from him being on, I can't remember how many milligrams of morphine. It was fucking absurd. It was like 200, I don't even know what it was. It was, it was enough to kill three adults if they took that one dose in a day. Jeez. That, that's what he was on every day. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, fucking nuts. Building up that tolerance and for him to try and come off of that, like, he's mm. fucking dead if he just stops taking it. Mm-hmm. It was intense. Jeez. It was fucking intense. I have never seen a ghost in someone's eyes like that. Yeah. In my life. And that was fucking crazy. But yeah. That's, I don't even know where I took off on that, but. No, no. That's, that's why I do what I yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Like, that's, like I said, that's, that's really cool. You know, you're going out of your way to help someone and. Um, like especially not being in the country, like or not being in the service. I mean, that that's really cool. I had no idea that you did that, and yeah. I, I respect that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you know you've been doing that for about two, three years. You said, mm-hmm. um, and you know how long have you owned Dermalworks for? Uh, I own Dermalworks now. Coming up is two thousand eleven. Uh, two thousand ten was my official start date. Uh, not 10, 2011 was my official start date, and that was in January 1st. So, what's that? I don't know, eight years? 2010, 2019, yeah. Somewhere eight, around there. Eight, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even fucking, I don't even know. I, a lot of people ask me how long I've been tattooing. I honest to God don't even fucking know my exact time. Yeah. Because I don't even give a fuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just do what I do. Yeah, when did you start? Like... See, that's what I'm saying. When did I start? It was July of some year. Because you obviously just didn't open up a shop and start tattooing people, right? No, I was tattooing two years previous to that. So two years previous, it would be 2009-ish. 2009? No, it was 2008 of July. Okay. Yeah, so, fuck, wow, 11 years I've been tattooing. See, I don't even fucking know. I'm just figuring this out right now. Because uh, like, <laughs> I really, like, I don't, I, that's nothing that my brain even gives a fuck about. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people do want to know and they're curious, but I'm just not, I'm, I just don't fucking not, care. Yeah, you know like, what that's mean? what you do, you've been doing it. And... Yeah, that's how I'm rolling. <laughs> so why did you get into that? Oh, man. Fuck, dude, I've been wanting to do that. I mean, even in elementary school, I went to Eastgate here. And uh, I, I just drew a lot all the way from elementary school all the way to high school. But I became a closet drawer um, because there was a kid in my class in second grade and we were drawing dragons and he his dragon fucking killed me, dude. Like, I was like, dude, your dragon is so cool. He's like, yeah, yours sucks. And dude, it fucking stomped my heart like this <laughs> sucks. And from instantly there, whenever I drew, I would kind of cover myself and draw. 
Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't really show anyone that stuff because I always thought my stuff sucked. But I was really interested in it, and I really, I really liked doing it. And so ever since then, I, I mean, I was doing it for so long. And then uh, back when I was, fuck, how old was I? In high school, I was 16, I think. Um, I was selling, I had been kicked out of my house. My parents kicked me out of my house, and so I was homeless. And I was uh, selling weed um, to kind of just make ends meet you know, yeah. and to be high, you know. Yeah. And, and so I went to my chronic dealer's house, and he was tattooing himself with a jailhouse machine. I'm like, dude, how the fuck you make that? You know what I mean? I want that shit. Yeah. And he told me how. And me and my buddy Johnny Baker, we went back to his house, fucking tore apart a Walkman, dude. He made a jailhouse machine, and I brought it to him. Like, is this kind of like how you how you do it? And he's like, Yeah, dude, can I buy that one? I'm like, Fuck no, you can't buy that <laughs> shit, dude. This is mine, you know. And his was like more ghetto. It was like a bent spoon, you know. And mine was like light with a paper clip. There and you shit. go. It, it was a lot fresher than his, you okay. know. And then I started tattooing all my friends for weed, and and some of my friends just to tattoo my friends. Just just to do it in high school. And uh, then uh, I was still in checks because uh, my parents had kicked me out. And uh, um, I, I literally didn't have money at times and I didn't have places to stay. Sometimes my friends would like sneak me into their house. And some friends actually took me on for a while. Uh, sometimes I'd sleep like on women's park bench, um, the park here. And dude, that's when you get that low as a kid in high school sleeping on a fucking park bench at night that's fucking brutal you know what i mean you're scared to death already you feel like everyone is gonna want to kill and rape you you know uh all the hobos and bums you know and so i broke into my parents house stole stole their checkbooks went to walmart bought tvs returned them two hours later got cash and then my parents obviously saw that fucking happened, and then uh, the police officers came to school and arrested me, and I got expelled, and uh, put me into a group home, and then juvie, and then back into another group home, and then from there to Montana Youth Challenge. Okay. And so after Montana Youth Challenge, basically, um, I committed my first felony. Me and my buddies went out shooting guns. I just I was mad at the fucking world that had been locked up, like fucking under supervision, and so I just wanted to shoot something. And uh, one of my friends, I I know I'm pretty sure I know who it was, but I saw it out in my peripheral. Their hand went up, and I saw it pointing, and they said, "There's a dog." So I just reached up the gun and started shooting in that direction. I didn't I didn't even fucking see the dog. I didn't see shit. I was just like, "Fuck, something alive," you know. Yeah. And I started shooting. And then we got in the car and drove down. We were at Rim and I'm driving down. We we're shooting at signs out of the car on the highway, and I was shooting at the cows at the fucking ranch there. And long story short, they pulled us over at gunpoint with some ARs and put your hands out the door. You know, it was a, you know, when you're when you got AR-15s pointed at your fucking head, it's kind of a real deal at that point. And so, anyways, I I went into um, prison basically from there with my felony. And in prison, that's where I started tattooing more. Okay. And when I got out of prison, um, I was doing a lot of different jobs. Some drywall, driving semis, stocking drywall, selling Polish pottery at Costco to Costco. And then I got into the bar scene, bartending, and I got laid off because the boss said, you can't catch and release here. Saying I was fucking all these bitches and dipping out on them, which I wasn't, man. I, I had banged his 
girlfriend's friend and dipped out on her. Okay. You know what I mean? So he was like, you're done, dude. Yeah. And so at that point, I collected unemployment and I went and got an apprenticeship. And that's where my tattoo career started with Wesley Landsberger at Durham Wars Tattoo in Burlington, Washington. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. And uh, just fucking took off. Yeah, you know, I can, I can, when I was 15, I got kicked out of my house. I was living in my car in Missoula and like, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I couldn't get a, like, I was making minimum wage at that, so I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna sell drugs to fucking do this, and then, um, you know, people, eventually I got a house here, because my buddy, he was in the guard, and he was going to treat me, he was like, hey, like, I don't want you to sleep in your fucking car, like, if you go to my house and watch my dogs while I'm in treatment, like, you can live there. And I was like, one of my attempts to get sober, and like, we just fucking turned this house into a fucking rave house. Just being a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. I remember that. And then when he got a, a treatment from the guard, he's the one like, okay, like, do you want to fucking better yourself, or are you going to keep doing this fucking shit? Mm-hmm. And that day, we, I sent him for youth challenge at his house online. And I'm glad that I went, but like, a fucking six months after I got out, not even that like I was doing the exact same shit I was doing going into this fucking cycle like selling drugs fucking partying just thinking that was gonna be my life mm-hmm. and uh, I think when I met you you were like what living out of your camper in Boulder or some shit doing DJ shows uh no that was the pudding wrestling tournament the pudding wrestling and I drove my RV there so cause we knew we were gonna get fucked up okay okay yeah, that was a fucking wild night <laughs> 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 yeah yeah that was a fucking doozy that was one for the fucking books right yeah um and then just like you know me- meeting you in that scenario and seeing where you are today like fuck like Kyle like is killing now like yeah that's that's really cool um so like through your years of like tattooing like did you do you still, like, contact anyone in Washington to, like, mentor you on that aspect, or? Um, I still have contact at times. You know, I see their stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes I message George. Um, I don't really message Wes much. Um, Wes is a very busy guy. He has a lot of kids, and he's just a busy mind. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And so, I mean, just with life in general, like, it's really busy. And so it's really hard to keep in contact with with people, you know, um, I've kind of got to the point where I keep in contact with the people that I need to be in contact with to help me advance. And it sounds greedy to say it like that, but that's just part of life. If you don't grind to advance yourself, you're, you're not grinding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're just grinding yourself into the dirt. Yeah. You know, and... So there's people that I keep in contact with fairly regular for that reason to um, use their energy. I'm, I'm really big on the idea of using people's positive energy to refuel my energy and using my positive energy to refuel other people's low energy. Yeah, I like that. You know, so um, that's kind of how I work and how I roll with all that, you know, so... Um, but to answer your question, no, I don't really keep in contact with them. Um, I basically, there's, um, the way that I kind of grew in the past two years, I went to this place called Paradise Gathering, which is 
where some of the world's best tattoo artists go and they just do seminars. Oh, cool. And so you pay to go into their seminar and some of these fucking seminars just they, mind-blowing shit. You're like, what the fuck? And, uh, is that my dog howling? I think so. Thank God. Can I go let my dog out real quick and I'll come back to that? So, so things changed a lot for me when I went to this place called the Paradise Gathering. It's where, um, some of the world's best tattoo artists go and they just teach seminars and I mean they they teach things that you didn't know was coming. There was an artist there, his name was Marcus Leonard, he's from Germany. Super dope artist. He he walked up through the aisle and there's chairs on both sides and turned around and he said, You fucking Americans are idiots and then turned back around. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're like what the fuck was that? Right. You know, and then he turned around and started the seminar. He said, you know, you guys just work to make money. You guys don't work to enjoy what you're doing. And he went on to explain what he does is he goes and he works with his clients. They take um, cameras and take pictures together and they go on bike rides together. Then they go to his house and then use those references to build their tattoo. Oh. And in that aspect, when you really look at that, like, wow. You get paid to go ride a fucking bike and take pictures with your clients and then come back home and create art with them when they're sitting right there. This is a one-of-a-kind of experience. And you're getting paid for that? Yeah. That's fucking dope. Like, holy shit. And so that's where it really clicked for me. Like, wow, dude, I'm grinding my fucking balls off. My anxiety's through the roof. I'm stressed out to the fucking nuts because it's tattoo after tattoo after tattoo. And... You don't even fucking eat. Right. You don't even get a fucking eat. So your anxiety is like to the fucking moon trying to please your clients. Because if you don't fucking please your clients, next thing you know, you get a bad review. Oh my God, Kyle was such a dick. He didn't get my fucking shit done. You're like, fuck my life. And so then after that had happened, I came back. I totally switched up what I was doing. I mean, night and day difference. And I started only doing half day and all day sessions. That's it. Fuck two tattoos max out of my day. That's fucking it. Or a full day. That's fucking it. And then last year, I changed it just all days. This is all I fucking do. I spend time with one client throughout my whole day. That is it. And right now, as it sits, I'm booked till June 13th with all day sessions. Oh, wow. And that's... That's such an amazing blessing to have that happen. I don't think there's anyone else in this state that is doing that. I you know didn't like even know tattoo artists did that. Yeah. So Yeah, and and that's what that's the cool thing, man. You look at my art nowadays, dude. I sit down with my clients or I have them tell me a story through Messenger. You know, I like I'm like, hey man, just go have a few drinks if you want and sit down on your phone by yourself and fucking send it. You know what I mean? Give me some raw shit. Yeah. And I use that story and then I create art out of my perspective of what they're saying. So at that point we connect souls mm-hmm. and then I create art out of their story of their soul. And my soul goes into it with my artistic values. And so that's a one of a kind fucking thing that you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't get that. You know, it's not. Hey, I saw this picture. I want this. Mm-hmm. No, it's your fucking story on your fucking body. Right. And that's rad. You know. Yeah. And so that makes the whole experience unique. One because you're connecting on a level of understanding them. 
two, you're connecting on a level of them being comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they're blown the fuck away. And that's that right there makes you feel a happiness and a contentment in your heart that you're like, fuck, I did it, you know. And then just being able to get to know your client throughout the day and bullshitting with them, talking stories. Yeah. Dude, it's like, you get a friend today. I mean, dude, it's like I know so many motherfuckers in this town or even... I just know a fuck ton of people Mm -hmm. because I tattoo on them and I get to feel them. I get to understand their life. You know, some people are nerds. Some people are fucking hardcore. Some people are family guys. Some people are very husband kind of guys yeah. some wifey you know some fucking hate guns some right. fucking love guns you know some love Trump some fucking love Hillary I don't yeah. fucking know but they're different in those aspects and I can bond with them either way you're building relationships not just a client right fact fact yeah, that's, huge relationships that's cool so when you came back from that seminar like did you personally feel a different connection between each client when you started doing these new routines? As I started going, yeah, definitely. Because you don't... If you don't have a vision, you have, you're have you going somewhere very blind. Mm-hmm. You're hoping you bump into something. And, and that's what I was doing previous to this. I was doing art, and a lot of people liked my art. Mm-hmm. But it, it lacked that fucking soul. Okay. It didn't have that soul. You can have a singer. You wait till you listen to sing, a singer with some soul. Yeah. I mean, you feel it. You see their emotions. Sometimes they have tears. Sometimes they have anger. Some, you know, happiness. Just, you can feel that. And that's what this art did to me. And that's this um, convention, um, seminars, I should say, did to me. Is it, Man, it totally changed perspective. And it made me understand that this is on someone for the rest of their life. And this is something that we need to bond on and make so special and unique that there's no way they would ever want to take it back. That, you know, that's deep. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That's cool. And you're, yeah. like I said, you're probably the only, well, like you said, you're probably the only artist in Montana that does it. Do you know anyone outside of Montana that is doing similar things like that? Besides the guy that told you. Marcus Leonard. Um, yeah, yeah, there is there is definitely a lot of artists. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot. Top-notch named artists, yes, that's all they fucking do. Okay. You got Steve Butcher, Arlo. These guys ain't doing no small tattoo. You're going to get a fucking tattoo. You're going to get a fucking tattoo. Yeah. You're going to cover some coverage, and it's going to be dope as fuck, and you're going to put some time and money into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Steve Butcher's one of the, by far, one of the most realistic tattoo artists out there. You're going to get a picture of Jordan, dude. You better be having some money stacked up because it's going to look like a photo of fucking Jordan on you. Fuck yeah. It's intense how real these look. It's crazy, you know. And, like, Arlo, I mean, his style is just so sick, you know. He's, like, the number one guy that I look up to right now. Um, it's just super dope and that that guy inspires me and so it's those kind of top-notch people that are at the top of scale in the tattoo industry that definitely do that that's the only fucking shit they do okay you know what i mean and and they only do their style and that's where i'm at right now i only do my style a lot of people are like oh i'm so versatile cool 
be a jack of all trades. Yeah. Have fun, dude. You're not going to be a master of shit. Right. No one's going to know you because you do every fucking style in the book. Right. People are going to know you because you did some very unique style of art. Mm-hmm. You don't find a fucking painter or someone that does art that does everything. You don't. You find a graffiti artist that does some dope-ass graffiti, you know who the fuck that guy is. You know who fucking Bob Ross is. Mm-hmm. He does his style of painting. He's not out there doing graffiti. Right. You know what I mean? You, um, you look at Banksy. Shit, the Banksy shit, so simple. But that motherfucker has some soul and emotion in that shit. It's a solid black silhouette with some color. And it's like, it fucking smacks you in the heart like no other art can. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fucking girl in the dress with a gun to her head and blowing out butterflies from the other side of her head. Whoa! Right. Such a simple piece of art with so much fucking value. But Banksy stands out above all the fucking rest. That's because he's, he's not a jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Chris Smith? Well, probably because that's the most mm-hmm. common fucking name. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's not a tattoo artist. He, the one I'm talking about, he is a real estate agent. And he owns this company, Curator. Well, maybe um, I don't know Chris Smith then. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Orlando, and he has a company in Boston. Uh, well, he, part of the company is in Boston, but Curator. And, uh, I've been following him on Instagram the last month or so, and I read his book, The Conversion Code, and he's like the new fucking real estate guy. Like, you okay. fucking... For marketing and sales, and he's a fucking super smart guy. But anyways, today... I saw on his Instagram that he posted, like, if you try and do everything, you're not going to master anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, that is some real shit. Yeah. Like, and it, like I'm not trying to do real estate, but um, I'm trying to build a business like a real estate. I'm trying to get these refer- referrals. I'm trying to build these relationships with people, and I'm trying to build our community. Mm-hmm. You know, Montana, there's so many inspiring people here. Like, I want to fucking hear your stories. I want to hear the shit that you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, let's open up. Like, it's fucking 2019. Why do we got to be PC? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking... Like, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. I want to stop the fucking everyone gets a metal generation and just be real. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, me not getting a fucking metal because I bold shitty, it gave me, ins- like, inspiration to fucking be better. Right. Like, and I'm not... A, bowler today but right. it's that fucking mentality like stop sugarcoating shit and let's be real let's stop fucking hiding shit you know right. if you have to Fact. take meds because your mental health do it but not take a fucking pill just to you know cover up your emotions because everyone gets sad everyone gets depressed everyone has these anxieties and I, like let's open it up and like let's start the conversation let's get it going and like when I when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground I like fuck I got so many ideas I want to do everything and I'm like I want to talk about fitness. I want to do this. Like, you know what? No, let's talk about the real shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone has problems. Everyone has struggles. Everyone goes through fucking something. Like I overdosed and fucking was in the ICU for four days in July. Like, and from that, I was like, fuck, I got to do something different. And like, you know, and listening to podcasts and like hearing other people's story, it gave me inspiration. Like I listened to Gary Vaynerchuk for six years and I was like, I want to do what he does, but I never had the balls to do it. Right. Because I like I always fucking like thought people are gonna judge me, blah blah. blah. I'm like fuck, who fucking cares what people think? Right. Who fucking gives a shit? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be happy doing me, and 
like since I started this, people are like, I'm, I want the negative feedback. Tell me the shit that I'm doing bad. Tell me the shit that I can suck at. And I haven't yet, but I know it's going to come. And I know it's going to come and I want it, but I, I don't know if everyone's just too scared to give me the negative feedback. But like I want, because I want to grow. Yeah. Like yeah. negative feed, like any feedback I can grow, I can learn from, because like I might not see their perspective on it. I would tell you when negative feedback is going to come. When you start becoming successful. When you start becoming successful, that's when the haters come out of the fucking closet. Is that what happened to you? That's exactly what happened. And it happens to everyone. Literally. When you're fucking doing great, people want to feel pity on themselves. Oh my God, this guy is this because of this. You know, and that's to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the fact is, is... That doesn't make them feel better. It makes them feel shittier because they fucking suck. (laughs) That's what the fuck that is. They don't have motivation. They don't have drive. They're a bunch of fucking sheep in a fucking beast world. You're not going to fucking be a beast if you don't do what beasts do. You know what I mean? So you can go and be a sheep and talk all the shit you want with all your sheep fucking friends. But the minute the fucking line comes through, you're running like a little bitch. Right. Because you're scared and intimidated by what that line can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, that's when you'll start hearing it. You know what I mean? There's people out there that want to talk shit about Kyle Nelson and tattoos. And, and I've heard it. And, you know, or my personality. But the fact is, dude, Lincoln Logs don't work with fucking Legos. And some people are Lincoln Logs, and I'm a goddamn Lego. We can both be a beautiful fucking structures but we don't have personality matches some mm-hmm. people love fucking hillary some people love trump i fucking hate hillary i don't really really care about fucking trump i don't give a fuck yeah. as long as it's not fucking with me but fuck hillary number one put a bullet in her fucking head she wants to kill veterans and, and service members like fuck off yeah you should die bitch you right. know what I mean that's my fucking opinion how the fuck can you be run for president when like the people that are protecting our country like she has no right to make any kind of call with any kind of fucking someone in the service no right to make that call right granted I don't know what the fuck was going on it, behind the scenes but my last idea would be like, yeah, go ahead and kill him. That's not my fucking idea of right? what should happen when people are serving our fucking country. Right? Like, we're fucking so, here because of them. Right. Like, exactly. fucking... Yeah. Like, our life is so good mm-hmm. in the States because of them. Like, again, you know, sometimes we have shitty days, mm-hmm. but our fucking days are a whole lot better than fucking people in third world countries. Oh, by far. You can take it for granted like a motherfucker. Right? Like, oh shit, my fucking car didn't start today. Or my goddamn new iPhone is broken. (laughs) Or, oh shit, like, fuck, it just, it blows my mind how many people just fucking, just like, are... Well, this is the thing, dude. This This is the deal. If you've never experienced what bad shit is, like third world country, or can't comprehend it, it's very easy to act like it's not real. Right. So if it's not real to them, the only worst things that can happen are the worst things that are happening in their life. Mm -hmm. Because they don't even take into consideration the real nasty shit that's happening. So 
yeah, they can complain because they really don't know what shit is. You know, it's like eating great food. And then next thing you know, eating third world country food. Right. I don't want to eat at McDonald's. I've been eating fucking steaks, man, my whole life. Goddamn fucking McDonald's. All right, third world country food. Oh my fucking God, what the fuck is this? Right. You know what I mean? They'd be glad to take a fucking burger from McDonald's now. Right. They need a goddamn Big Mac right now. Yeah, you know. And so it's really easy for people to complain about life when they can't comprehend what real bad life is. And so that's why, like... That's why I feel... That's why I say, like, you ain't gonna have a testimony without a test. You you know, um, even the word impossible, that's... Impossible is is just an opinion. That's not a fucking fact. Scientists prove impossible all the fucking time. They they break in the word impossible. So impossible is just a fucking a statement or an opinion. That's not a real fucking fact. You know, and so I when people when people hate it's because they're a bunch of fucking bitches. That's <laughs> fucking what I the love fuck them. you are. Yeah. Don't try and fucking hate on me because you're being a douchebag in your own fucking life. Don't right. be mad at me because I'm making it big and making moves because you ain't doing shit. Right. You know, it's like a lot of people saying, man, I gotta go to the gym, I gotta work out. Well, yeah, okay, well, you do. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Why, why are you fucking sitting there? Well, oh, it's too hard. I'm too tired. Bitch, your fucking mind is fucking you up. Like, right. that's what's fucking you up. It's your mind. It's not your physical capability of doing shit. It's your mind is overpowering your fucking actions. You know, it's like getting out of bed. If you can't count down from five every day... And say, by the time I hit one, I'm sitting up and my feet are touching the fucking ground. If you put that in your fucking head and make it solid, every time you cut down for five, your feet touch the floor by one. They will, because you made that fucking decision. But if you decide to let some little bug say, oh no, don't worry about it, just lay down again. Press the snooze button. Press the snooze. Yeah. Gonna do shit. So, you know, those are, uh, is doing the five second rule, um, some of your personal morning habits? Yeah, it, it, that's, that's how I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I learned that from a lady when I had listened to motivational speeches. Um, I've, I've logged so many hours of motivational speeches, it's fucking absurd. But that's, that's how I start my day. I start down counting from five. If I have a negative thought, and I've said it in one of my videos that I've done before, if I have a negative thought that makes me want to lay in bed, I put my face in my fucking pillow and I yell. And I yell because what that does is it creates a surge of energy. Okay. And so you're, at that point, your adrenaline's kicking. Now you're fucking awake. You just screamed as loud as you could into a fucking pillow. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It sounds absurd and crazy and stupid, but fucking try it. You fucking tired? Yell into that goddamn pillow. And, uh-huh. and you do it because when you do it, when you, when you yell, your body tenses. You, you know, and you just fucking get it. And that's where all that blood and adrenaline pumps. And you will fucking get up. That's my own little personal trick. When I, when I hit one, dude, and I got my feet on the ground and I just want to lay my head back down, I lay it down on a pillow and fucking yell. I might try that next time. When every time my alarm goes off in like five more minutes, uh, like 
some days, because I'm not perfect at it, like mm-hmm. some days I do press the snooze button, but when I do, <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, I'm fucking cheating myself. Cheat myself, get the fuck up, you got commitments, dude. Do you want to fucking still be working at this goddamn fast food place for the rest of your life? No, I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to living in my car. Before I fucking was going to Vegas, I was going to school, I was a manager at a cell phone company, I had my own business, and then, you know, I fucking rested on my laurels and fucking thought I had this shit, and mm-hmm. my fucking, my priorities got out of line. And, like, I don't ever want to go back to that shit again. Like, fuck. Like, I thought it, you know, I thought I wasn't afraid of death until it fucking almost happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Like, now, like, I want to live my life to the fullest. I want, I want to do the shit that I want to do. Like, fuck. And I'm not going to be afraid of fucking people fucking judging me. Like, fuck you. Like, for, for fucking years, I wanted to always change my name to Robert because, I, you know, my first name is Chase. And, uh, Finally, when I was, like, 21, I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to live in fear anymore. Like, fuck it, I'm going to go by my middle name because that's what I prefer. I don't like Chase. Don't mm-hmm. care for it. My family, they didn't respect me enough to call me by my, the name that I want. Mm-hmm. And, like, just starting those things and, like, breaking down that fear. Because, like, fuck it, then, like, when I don't get in these routines and stuff, and, like, I don't, you know, I just, I'm full of fear. I'm full of fear. That's mm-hmm. why I drank. That's why I drugged. I'm fuck, just full of fear. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, you know, drink a beer, fucking do a lot of coke, I'm not full of fear anymore. <laughs> like, I, I fucking got it. And now, like, through, you know, yeah. self, not self-help, but self-learning. Right. Like, you know, some people might call it self-help, but through these podcasts, through books, through just, you know, learning from people, it's like, how can I better myself? Well, I'm not going to better myself fucking pressing the snooze button. I'm not going to better myself doing, you know, I got to go to the gym, you know, for me, going to the gym is like my form of meditation. I focus on my breath, I focus on my reps, and I focus on the mind-muscle connection. And like, that centers me. Mm -hmm. And like, fuck, when I don't go to the gym, I fucking just want to punch someone's face. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I, some days even when I do go to the gym, I, I, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I struggle with anger. and But now it's how do I cope with that shit? So, you know, I, I didn't believe in making my bed every morning because I'm like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. fucking get it dirty. Like, I'm right. just like whatever. And now, like, since the last six months I started making my bed every day, it's like my fucking head. Like, it's like, oh, I accomplished one thing at least. At mm-hmm. least I did that. And... Like, I fucking wish I started doing, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I've been writing out, like, three things I'm grateful for, three things that I, like, my goals that I want to accomplish that day. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I accomplish those things, cool. If I don't, at least I tried. And mm-hmm. fucking, you know, having these baby goals and, like, saving money and, like, trying to build and expand my business and this podcast. Just, you got to work towards something. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started going to the gym, yeah. I was, like, 100 pounds. And fucking, it's like, see my buddy who got me into working out, he... It seemed like he just stared at the weights and got big. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing this? Well, no. He fucking is on a strict plan. He eats mm-hmm. and works out, eats, mainly just eats and works out. Mm-hmm. And, like, he writes down thing every one of his routine workout routines strategically. And I'm glad that I incorporated that. Because, you know, I might not have been seeing the physical. But when I hop on the scale, like, oh, I gained 10 pounds. Okay, at least that that's something. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, having... You know, an outlet like going to the gym because like, uh, what else? What else am I gonna do? <laughs> right. Like, and especially in Helena, like, I ain't fucking much shit to do here. 
Mm-hmm. And now it's wintertime. If you don't do stuff outdoors, like, fuck, people are getting fucking depressed and, like, mm-hmm. going out and killing themselves, whatever. Like, I don't want to do that shit. And yeah. so, you know, waking up, doing these, you know, writing down these goals. And then uh, lately I've been taking a picture of that and sending it to my mentor. I'm like, because I'm throwing, keeping myself accountable. Because, like, if I just, like, whatever, put it on my own time, most of the time I'm not going to do it. So now mm-hmm. if I do that and throw it... You know, having someone expecting that, you know, and they're expecting that picture every day. Mm-hmm. So if I let them know that I'm letting myself down, they don't give a fuck if I send the picture or not. Yeah. So what else morning habits do you do? Um, well, first off, good job on doing that. That's cool as fuck that you send that picture to them, you. holding yourself accountable. The, the hardest thing when you're accomplishing goals is accomplishing goals for yourself and like kind of rewarding yourself because if you don't dude you don't feel like you really did much because it doesn't seem like like oh my god it doesn't seem like you did shit even though you knocked off three things on your do list it doesn't seem like you do shit so a sense sensible rewarding thing for yourself like for me, I'll watch a movie. Okay. I don't watch shit, really. I listen to music. I write shit down. I get on Facebook. I interact with a lot of people and Instagram, which it does take up a lot of my time. But by me being out there, I'm being seen. By me posting art, by me looking at art constantly on Instagram, my Instagram is just full of tattoo artists. That's it. I mean, I think I got like four or five chicks on there because they're hot. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, for the most part, I mean, I study that art and I look at it tough. Like, why the fuck is this guy killing it, dude? What the fuck is it about this? And it, and I grind on that, you know? Um, so when I watch a movie, that's like no work time for Kyle. That's where I get to fucking chill the fuck out. And that's my reward for working hard. Do you put your phone like under the pillow or are you like watching the movie and you're texting? Um... There's there's times when I will get on my phone for certain reasons. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, and that's because that reason makes me happy. Yeah. You know, and so um, if it's definitely just you know, I don't have a ringer for notifications. I have it on when I get a message or a text message, and that's that's about it. Um, I don't have notifications on Snapchat, um, and. Because that, that can be a distraction, but a lot of the time with with a messenger, that's how I run my business. So I always try to get back to people as soon as I can at mm-hmm. times. Um, sometimes I'll look at them like, fuck it, I'm watching this movie. Yeah. So it kind of really depends on how I roll with it. Um, but you, you got to kind of find something, some way to reward yourself for doing that. And that's my personal opinion on things. Because... I will tell you firsthand, I have been burnt the fuck out from reaching so many goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're grinding up a fucking mountain, dude. You're gonna get fucking tired. It's gonna wear you out. At the top of the mountain, you need to take a fucking breath. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's another fucking taller mountain that you have to climb, but at least you made it to the top of this one, and now you need to take a breath and relax and kind of look down and see what you have done. And be rewarded for that. Take a drink of water. 
you know, eat a fucking sandwich up there, enjoy the view, you know what I mean? And then recalibrate on your new goals. Because if you just fucking grind, you're gonna grind yourself to a fucking bone, dude. And physically, you're gonna grind yourself to a bone. Mentally, you're gonna grind yourself down to the bone. And emotionally, it's gonna fucking happen. So if you don't reward yourself, even going and buying something like a fucking gun, if you like guns, yeah, I buy a gun. I buy some cool shit. I just, my newest thing is I bought some copper pots and pans. I'm like, fuck Christ, dude, I'm going to make this house dope. And I worked on my house and I bought me some new pots and pans. Super fucking dope. They made me feel good. I deserve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, that's something that, that I grinded for. And that was my personal thing that I had just got for myself. You know, you can't, you can't go through life. I take that back. You can go through life just grinding. You're gonna fucking see zero, zero enjoyment of it if you don't sit back and look at mm-hmm. what you've done. Yeah. And appreciate yourself for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't expect a fucking soldier to go out there and do these fucking jobs constantly without coming back and giving him a pat on the back saying, "Good job, soldier." He did fucking awesome out there. If he just goes out there and grinds and never feels a pat on his back, how the fuck do you think his work ethic is going to be or his mentality or his emotional stability? Shit. Yeah. Fucking shit. You know what I mean? You need to feel some sort of gratification and appreciation for the things that you've done. Reward yourself. Not every day, but when you accomplish X, Y, and Z, you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, if, and I don't watch, like, like I said, I don't watch movies very often, dude. I, I don't. And I got the dopest place to watch a movie. Dude. My fucking bed is a movie theater. You know, I got a <laughs> nine foot projection screen that drops down. Oh, fuck yeah. And surround sound in my bed. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's the dopest way to watch a movie, but. That's not where I want to be putting my time because I'm wasting it. I've been trying. This is this is something that I get, that I really got to too, is uh, because I listen to a lot of motivational speech, speeches. They say most million and billionaires only sleep six hours a day, okay, because they're using all their time to do to take care of their goals. So all that time outside of that six hours is them out there smashing shit. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, six hours a day. And so now I've been trying to do it, and don't get me wrong, dude, it's a bitch to wake up sometimes. Yeah. But I, I tell myself that, billionaire. 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 I like, like it. If you don't have something to remind yourself why you're doing it, you ain't gonna fucking do it. Right. You know what I mean? That's why people have fucking goal boards. You ever heard of those? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're fucking super dope and super sweet. I need to fucking actually get on mine. I just, I'm always doing something else around here. That I'm not focused on doing that. Yeah. I already know where I want to be. I just need to... I should put it up there so I see it every day. Yeah, one of my mentors in his uh, office, he has this uh, sign that says, it's not about the money, it's about the time. And then right next to it, he has his goal board. And like he has it broken down to like monthly, weekly, yearly, daily. And yeah. Fucking, I, lo- I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Like every time I go into his office, I'm like, oh fuck, his goals changed. He like and he accomplished them, and then he fucking re- 
Mm-hmm. Well, he's always fucking traveling, so he rewards himself however the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, that's how it's done. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Um, so before we started recording, you were talking about you know your uh, the beer. Can we talk about that? Yeah, the beer review. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of drinking beer. I'm a huge fan fan of alcohol, which makes me sound like an alcoholic, but um, literally, I can drink one beer a night and not drink anymore. I don't. I don't need to. Yeah. I just really enjoy the taste of it. It's just like soda. Yeah. Some people like drinking soda or energy drinks. There's people that drink an energy drink every day. Yeah. And so some people that drink five. I don't fucking know. Right. But that's their drink because their taste buds like that. And that's something that I really enjoy. And so what I really enjoy about beer and I'm trying to get into wine more and liquors. Liquors I'm trying to stay away from a little bit more because they get me really fucked up. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so beer, uh, I, I'm trying to... The, the only thing is I got... I can't overload my life with things to do. I already do a non-profit. Mm-hmm. I already own a business. And I have a family. Yeah. Putting more into it gets very tough. However, if I can... Um, I'm working on trying to find someone who does good video editing that would want to get in on it. But what it is, is Beer Review USA. What we do is we just review beer. And I want to review beer in a way that's like, man, this motherfucking shit tastes like a a stale donkey's ass, you know, or like (laughs) fermented monkey eyeballs, you know, like this is fucking ugh. Or this is like a fucking... You know, licking sugar sugar off fucking models' nipples. That's tits. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's tits. That's a good beer. You yeah. know, so bringing it in the realist realist way to to people would be what I want to do. You know, talking in in such a, um proper fucking ways about beer, man. I don't give a fuck what region your barley's from. I give a fuck if this fucking beer tastes good and if other motherfuckers are going to like it. Right. That's where the fuck I'm at. If your IPA sucks dick, I'm going to say your IPA sucks dick. You know, if your Heffenweizen tastes like moldy balls, I'm going to say that. If your Heffenweizen fucking tastes like Pamela Anderson back in the fucking 90s, dude, I'm going to let you know. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's that's what that's what I, I, I do want to do. And I've done quite a few beer reviews you know, on Facebook Live, and I recorded quite a few of them. And they just, they're fun. And people don't understand how fun it is until they do a beer review with me. Because Amen. just that experience in itself is a fucking blast. Because it's unfiltered, and we don't give a fuck. You know, um, I was told at one time that you shouldn't do that live on Facebook. But I don't give a fuck. If you don't fucking like me, then don't fucking watch me. Don't listen to me. You don't, I don't need you. You can delete me off Facebook. Yeah. You can block me. There's yeah. Don't get on your fucking phone when it says Callaway Nelson's live. Yeah, get the fuck off, dude. I don't fucking need you, dude. Yeah. There's plenty of people that have messaged me, literally sent me private messages saying thank you for doing your videos. 
You know what I mean? And that there is enough for me to fucking shoo away 100 haters. Because y'all fuckers suck dick and you ain't doing shit with your life. Don't be mad at me. You know what I mean? Um, And and so anyways, the beer reviews, they're a fucking blast. And you really, man, I I don't even know how many fucking beers I've drank. Dude, like, different beers. They're fucking crazy. Rogue is by far one of my favorite breweries out of Oregon. They're fucking intense, dude. They... Come up with some wild shit. There was uh, Myers uh, Beard Beer. And it's made out of dudes of craft, uh, the master brewer's beard yeast. Okay. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm drinking beer made out of dudes' beard yeast? <laughs> fucking beer was fucking amazing. Really? Yeah. You're not ready for that. And it was great. But that's the quirky wild shit that sets Rogue apart from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else can ha- every other brewery can have great beers, they can. But you ain't fucking original, bitch. You're fucking doing just like every other brewery is doing. Yeah. You just found a good, good tasting beer. You you crafted a good tasting beer. These motherfuckers are funky as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are the guys with the wild ass colors, the crazy hair, the face tattoos, crazy piercings. These guys are fucking insane. And their beer tastes good. And their beer, some of their beer tastes good. Some of their shit's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> okay. You came up with some whack shit on that one. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's like, all right, Rogue, you really fucked hard on this one, dude. This one's tough, you know. But that's what makes the beer reviews fun. It's just being real and not really giving a fuck what anyone thinks. You know, just saying it from your heart and your soul and how you feel in your personality. And and if you have a very strong personality in a um, people will gravitate towards that. People will. I mean, you just I mean, you take anything in life that has something that's bold or something that's really cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna throw boats out there. Tiger boat, um, Mastercraft, Pavati. They're cool as fuck. You know what I mean? People gravitate towards that shit because it's dope and it makes them feel cool as fuck in that boat or a car. Mm-hmm. fucking get me in a lotus dude fuck i'd love to rip a lotus up you know right. what i mean like shit a ferrari fuck game over bitches dude let me roll that motherfucker oh, a tesla dude fuck please you know um that shit's cool as fucking so that's what i don't want to do car reviews i want to do beer reviews yeah, i don't want to bring it to you in my personality in the way i say it yeah uh, fuck yeah. yeah that's awesome and yeah. you're being real you're a fucking stating your opinion and somebody might and you're one you're providing value and somebody else might provide value off that because they you know they might be in a fucking small podunk town and they don't have breweries out there or you know you might inspire someone to become a brewer just because of your review or you might anything you know whatever you're just doing you right like who gives a fuck what it does but like you're you're doing you (laughs) right so look yeah dude that's that's the thing man uh, (laughs) you gotta yeah you gotta have fun with this shit man like yolo you know what i mean (laughs) you want to say you do only get one life dude and and the one thing that i talk to a lot of people about this the one thing people say a lot of people say when they die is i regret not doing this Mm -hmm. or i regret not spending enough time with my family or I regret this, I regret that. I don't want that like that. 
I want to die. I'm like, dude, I fucking killed it. Fuck yeah. I fucking killed it, dude. I want to be a grandpa. Be like, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. You know, that's that's where I want to be. You know, and and so right now I feel like I'm I I'm grinding hard so I can get to a financial stability of no um, no overhead, and I can just go do it. Financially free. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I can go do a tattoo in, I don't know, New York. I ain't never fucking been there. I can do it in fucking Italy. I've never been there, but I can go there and do it because I don't got a fucking mortgage. Right. I don't got a fuck car payment. I don't got shit. You know what I mean? I'm just, I got money. That's what the fuck I got. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go fucking do it. Yeah. You know, take my kids to a fucking, a cruise, you know, when they're older. I can do it because I don't got no financial you know issues I don't have to pay shit fuck yeah you know so I I, I do want to grind to get to that point and once I get to that point then fuck I'll feel like a fucking billionaire fuck yeah so before we get out here are there three things you know you could tell someone who's getting into the tattoo industry like where to start oh man um one, if you get a door shut in your face, understand that that's not the only door there is. There's a million fucking doors. And you don't know which one is ever going to open for you. But if you don't fucking try, you're never going to know. I had a lot, a lot of doors shut in my face. And it was pretty ignorant, some of them. But if you keep grinding, something's going to get. Uh, number two, never quit focusing on if you're if you're a drawer, if you're a new school artist, if you're an old school traditional, if you're um, Photoshop, um, digital art, any shit like that, do it every fucking day. Do it every fucking day. Cause it, the minute that you stop, if I had someone drawing shit from a year ago and they quit a year ago. Like, so when was the last time you drew? A year ago? Get the fuck out of here. Okay. I ain't gonna fuck about you. You're yeah. obviously telling me you're not motivated. Right. You're obviously telling me you ain't trying to do shit and learn anymore. So don't even fucking come knocking at my door hoping I can fucking restart your fucking car. Right. Because okay. I can't. Yeah. I can jumpstart that motherfucker, but you gotta keep it running. Yeah. And if you're not gonna keep it running, why the fuck am I wasting my goddamn time on you? You know? And, uh, Number three, I would I would tell you, do not ever feel like um, I'm trying to think of the fucking word entitled. Don't think you're entitled to dick. You're not owed shit. You owe shit to the people that took you in. If you ever if someone teaches you something that do you understand that like for me that was 10 years of my life that I fucking grinded that I'm giving to you right now that didn't come in a fucking year bitch like I'm giving you everything I got in my fucking heart and soul and because you clean the fuck out of my shop you feel entitled to some kind of shit suck my dick fuck off you never put 10 years of grind in yeah. You didn't. 
You have no fucking idea what that is. So don't fucking feel entitled to shit. What you should do is be appreciative and always ask if you can do more. Because that right there is going to make me want to give you more. I ain't going to want to give you more if you feel like an entitled little bitch. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are always wanting a handout. Always. Don't come to me for a fucking handout. I'll give you a hand up if you need it. From there, you need to run up that fucking mountain and show me you want it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's my three things that I would say. If a door shuts in your face, there's another million out there that you can open up. Um, don't ever quit doing drawing or trying to do better in your trade. And don't ever fucking think you're entitled to shit because you ain't. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? You fucking really ain't. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So where, you know, where's your shop located? Uh, my shop is located in Helena, kind of Helena, Montana. Uh, behind the old Kmart. It's now a U-Haul. It's 1744 Cole Avenue, Helena, Montana, 59601. Right on. And they can just get on Facebook, call, and schedule an appointment? You can't call and schedule an appointment. Um, you can get on Facebook, look at all our portfolios. I'm Kyle Wade Nelson. I have Jamie Smith in there. I have Quentin Killian in there. And I have Bruce Julio Jr. in there. Um, they're all dope-ass artists, and they're all good at their style. Um, check out their stuff. Um, and the, if you want to get a tattoo, go and do your fucking research. Look at the art that they do. Go into the shop. Say hi to the motherfucker. Don't be scared. We're humans like you. You know what I mean? We're, we're fucking just like you. Do not be intimidated by us. You know what I mean? I'll, if you're intimidated, let me know. I'll give you a fucking hug. I'm a hug dealer. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking bring it. You know? Okay. So, um... Yeah, that's, you would have to come in, you have to put a deposit down, you have to have fucking skin in the game. You want me to fucking do something for me, show me. Okay. Start climbing up that fucking mountain. Put your money down, put your money where your fucking mouth is, you're in my books, and now I'll show you my side of this shit. Okay, okay. You know, and that's kind of the way it works. I'm not going to get burned by someone saying shit. Talk is fucking cheap, and that's been said for a long, long time, but it's very fucking true. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what if somebody wanted to help on your nonprofit? How do they do that? Um, if they wanted to help, um, basically, uh, we do, you do donation, um, all, you can send your donation to 1744, um, Cole Avenue, Helena, Montana, 59601. That's my shop's address. That's kind of where I run it out of. Um, uh, that's, that's the easiest way. Um, you can get on my personal Facebook, which is Kyle Weed Nelson. Um, I have an Instagram, which is Kyle Nelson. Uh, but my Facebook is basically where I put everything out and I'm slowly starting to transition to Instagram a little bit more because right now Facebook is very local and statewide um, whereas Instagram is um, worldwide and so I'm gonna start trying to connect more worldwide um, here in my future it's definitely in my plans um, it's not my highest priority right now because right now my highest priority is my family. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I say that because if you don't take, if you take advantage of your time and, and your grind and always just focus on money, you're not going to get that fucking time back with your kids. Yeah. You're not. You, your kids, if you don't take your kids to their practices, they're going to remember that. 
It's going to fuck them up for the rest of their goddamn life. Yeah. My parents didn't care about me because they didn't come to my practices. And so that shit's really fucking important. You got to focus on the things that are closest to your heart. Money can always come. It always can, dude. If you have a strong fucking will, you're going to be able to fucking make money. You know what I mean? Um, after my kids are gone, dude, there's nothing stopping me from becoming a millionaire in two years. Not even a fucking drop of anything stopping me. Fuck yeah. I already fucking know how to do it. Fuck yeah. And that's drive. That's dedication. That's motivation. And doing it. Becoming a millionaire isn't fucking hard. And I already know it. I already fucking know it. That's not the hard part. That's it's an easy part. You know what I mean? You just got to stay focused on... on on your goals, like, my goals with my kids are, are, are fucking huge, so becoming a millionaire right now isn't. Mm-hmm. But I have everything in motion with my house and my building already, so when those kids are gone, I'm already a fucking millionaire. You're gone. You're putting on your cleats. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's already set. Fuck yeah. Cool. You know? Um, yeah. Even, even buying silver... I'm going to say this too because it's something that I do. Uh, you can buy silver. Um, gold is more expensive per ounce, but silver, I, I want to say, it's like 25 bucks an ounce. So at times when I have 100 bucks in my pocket and I just, I'm like, should I go out? A lot of the times I'll say no and I'll go buy four ounces of silver. And then I just stop out. There you go. That night, what was I going to get out of it? Fucking hangover? hangover you know like I'd rather have a beer with my friends at my house yeah I don't want to go to a bar with my friends I don't and don't get me wrong I'm gonna be out there at times I will you yeah. know what I mean my boys are like hey fuck let's do it you know and it's a bunch of us and my crew then yeah of course I'm gonna go hang with my boys but if it's just a fucking night where it's like hey man you wanna go to the bar uh, no yeah it's a hundred bucks in fucking silver that I got stacked up that I cannot easily spend. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really cool thing about it. If you cannot easily spend it, it's not accessible. There you go. You have to you... put your grind in to sell that shit yeah. to take back those that savings. I like so, that. Investing. Yeah, investing is fucking huge. If you can invest in any way, this is the easiest way to do it, is twenty five dollars an ounce of silver. It's not a lot of fucking money, but you're making an investment, which means you're putting your foot forward. You may not be able to buy a house right now or a property, but you've got something that you can't necessarily be like, I want five beers. Right. Yeah. You ain't going to give a fucking soda. They don't take a fucking ounce of right? soda <laughs> at a fucking bar, you know, or at Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That takes work to sell that shit. Yeah. But you're fucking stacking that up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always so. swipe your credit card. Always. Yeah. And if you don't got cash in there, well then guess what? You're not spending that out. So go, you know, the silver you're not. Right. But you still got it. There you go. So I guess you don't get to go eat out at and eat a steak that night. Well, yeah. Too bad. Fuck it. You know, you got silver. Yeah. Eat a steak later. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. When you got money. Right. Yeah. Cool. So. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you again for your time, Kyle. Oh yeah, dude. This thank was you. Fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um. Where could I find this? Where uh, we'll do all this one? Oh well, it's on Google and Spotify. Google and Spotify. Yeah, and Stitcher. And what is it called? 
It's called None of Your Business. None of Your Business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right on. Thank you, Kyle. All right.